you're listening to Germantown Community Radio 92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia and online at gtownradio.com. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're back, y'all. We're back, y'all. We're back, y'all. I think that's what happens between Thursday and Thursday. Uh, um, y'all. I'm here. You got it for me, brother. I got you, baby. I see, got you. See, we, we can call you brother. It's part of your pronoun. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, I, I guess that's a new one. That's a, that's a, <laughs> so we're going to back up. You are listening to Cue the Mic. Cue the Mic, baby. There you go. Did I give you the very one? You did. You did. <sighs> so, Mr. Barry White, I, I am Dr. Norris Jones. You know, not the doctor. medical doctor, but the PhD, DBA kind of doctor. Doctor. Which, and, and you can tell in the enunciation, the doctor. It's, it's, it's not the medical doctor. It's, someone says, I'm the doctor. Just the doctor. That's your new radio handle. Yeah. The doctor. Yeah, yes, the doctor. Yes. Fabulous. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yes, David. And I am Minister Dad Dad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Going in a Honda. Going in a Nissan. Shabba the Honda. Shabba, baby. Shabba. How y'all doing today? Amen, amen, and amen. And I am also with somebody oh. over there. <laughs> Daniel's How you doing, baby? I'm hey, doing Danny. great. It's been You're a doing whole great. week. Yeah. It's seven, been a week, Wait, it's been seven days. It's been seven oh, days. Oh, what's that song? Seven whole nights. Yes. Yeah. Come on, sing it now. Come on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Get it in You're key. the singer. You're the but, singer. But, but didn't something happen after seven day long nights? It wasn't good? Don't wasn't worry about good. all that. <laughs> <laughs> after seven days, don't worry about all that. We're well, good. Well, we're talking about the seven nights. What? Oh, okay. He, he, he got that guilty face. You like, got what? to have seven days in order to get seven nights. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All, right. all right. You felt it? I, I did. Yes. You know, you know God, made, God made the heaven and the earth in what? Seven days. Seven days. And seven there days. it is. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we also here with... Uh, this is Elliot here. Evening, um, evening everyone. Uh, How you doing? Can't complain. Yourself. And we, really? Elliot, we just need you. It's non-profit community ready. It's not just non-profit. It's non-profit and community. Ah, Which awesome. means we need you right up on the mic. Close and personal. There we go. Oh, how you doing, baby? <laughs> how you doing? Hi, Elliot. Hey. Hi. Ooh. <laughs> Get that bass, baby. <laughs> Get that bass. And we're also here with... El Boogie. That's right, El Boogie's in the building again. Hi, there everybody. You go. There oh, you go. Lord have mercy. Lord, <laughs> Lord, Lord. You know, and we have to say, that it's, it's, it's a family dynamic happening. Here. <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one. These are my, my babies. Okay, sweetie, I'm going to need you. Yeah, yes, baby. That's been on the radio before. Yeah, yes. Yes. I'm yes. I'm gonna need you up on the mic. Okay. These are my babies. <laughs> <laughs> These are my cheerings. Your, your um, cheerings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would get that spirit. <laughs> I love you, cousin, but they, I, I you. they yeah. are my 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 baby cousins, and I love them. and I love them. And Not loosely. Yes. What, the, what you mean? Loosely related. I love it. It's all in the DNA, baby. It's all in the DNA. And, loosely. And I'm starting to in the back of my head, but we have our show photographer in the yes. studio. Hello. Hey. Hello. Yes. Hey. Yes. How you doing? Hello, everybody. It's Carolyn Massey. 
Hey, Carolyn, how you doing? I haven't been on the air on this station in like a minute. I know. <laughs> you coming back as a regular, right? I have no idea yeah, what you the hell's happening. We, Carolyn Elizabeth Massey. Oh, Carolyn Elizabeth Massey, yes. Hallelujah. PMP. Oh, PMP, yeah. <laughs> I yes. just take it one day at a time. We got, we got titles behind <laughs> I just I, I, got, like the, I like the letters. So I, I like, like letters. That, and I just, did it. You know, I, you know, I got letters behind my name. I'm Damon. Minister Day Day, LMNOP. There it is. I love it. You know, speaking of that, I saw something the other day. I'm always saying LGBTQ. Um, I'm always saying that alphabet soup after, afterwards. And I'll never know whether I'm insulting people. But I saw something the other day and it said L M. It said LGBTQ plus sign. Yes. Which yes. means that it took the whole alphabet soup away. Yes. LGBT plus. Yeah, plus, and then does the whole alphabet soup. How do y'all like plus? Plus is much better, especially because a lot of the letters were redundant anyway. I think they all kind of fall under the first five, but that's just my personal opinion. Well, I've heard recently that there was an A in there for the allies. I didn't know that happened. And there's A for asexual as well. Yes, ah. U I A P for A gender. Oh. So there are several A's. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So we don't want to leave anyone out. Absolutely. Um, so, and the reason why we do pronouns is to make sure that we're acknowledging people for who they are and how they identify. Is, is that a better statement? Absolutely. Right. Yes. So, as the doctor, I am she and her. And no, as... ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> you call me doctor. <laughs> but there's no ma'am. Please don't call me ma'am. <laughs> Please, when you call me ma'am, I think you're calling me the B word. Uh oh. Mm. Okay. Good to well, know. I'm yeah. sorry. I identify. Call you ma'am ever. Right. I am Minister Day Day, and I identify as he, him, sir, dude, master in some circles. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to say it. <laughs> All right, master. Ooh. Yes, Lord baby. Is ro- we'll talk Lord after is the just show. Are you going to propose to me? No, no, baby. Please. No, baby. Don't worry. He's not proposing anymore. Oh, really? He's done. Yes, my my husband beat me down. Thank you. It's all good. He was like, "What? What? What are y'all doing? What?" Amen. Amen. Well, tonight, you know, just to to take it seriously, just for a hot second, um, tonight's show is truly dedicated to. A young Mr. Nigel Shelby. Here, here. Um, I don't know if you've all heard. I'm sure if you guys are on Facebook, Twitter, or what have you, everybody has been um, out there and seen the picture of this absolutely bright and wonderful young man who took his life as a result of um, bullying in regard to his sexuality. I'm going to just kind of uh, leave that out there in space for a moment because we are going to eventually come back and talk about that. But we're going to talk about it in detail and in depth yeah. um, a little bit later on in the show. But before we go there on tonight, we're also going to talk about why pronouns matter. And that's going to be head up by our wonderful or my wonderful cousin, Elliot. Then we're going to get into Nigel and have a really serious um, conversation. I hope there are a lot of young folks out listening tonight. Um, you guys really need to hear this and, and really, we really need to 
have a conversation. Absolutely. Um, after that, we're going to have a guest and credit and finances of the LGBT plus. And then we're going to have gas cue. Are you ready for the gas cue tonight? I am. Okay, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not going to go there. And then we're going to round out the show tonight when it comes to news worthy or not. So strap in, get ready, and let's do the daggone thing. Amen? Uh, there you go. Amen? Well, I'm... I'm and I'm, amen. I'm... Um, what am I? Agnostic. Agnostic. So, What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what your point Elliot, is. Elliot, we're turning it over to you. I appreciate it. Damon, I'm, I'm still with you, brother. We are right here. I am not ignoring you. <laughs> we are right here, okay? We're right here. But, I get um, no love. <laughs> Elliot, it's, it's all on you, my brother. Well, first and foremost, I'm Elliot. He, him, preferred. They, them is acceptable. And I still get sheet often, but I identify as non-binary, so <coughs> he, him, preferred. Um, and pronouns, why they matter. Uh, one cannot begin to understand the importance of pronouns without knowing the backgrounds and identities that they represent. Today's segment serves to lay the groundwork for the next few shows encompassing identity, expression, presentation, orientation, and sexuality. The show also is dedicated to a young man named Nigel Shelby, who at the tender age of 15 was relentlessly bullied and pushed to end his own life. Um, to his family and friends, our heart goes out to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and, and one of the things when we were preparing for the show and, and thinking about pronouns, we were thinking about um, Nigel, who was out, correct, at 15, yes. um, what <coughs> his pronouns were, um, how did he kind of identify with them, how did that lead to the bullying, um, and kind of what he chose, you know, because we talked about who in the room was out at 15, in this room. Definitely uh-huh. not him. Crickets. Yeah, not I. Nah. <laughs> not I. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it takes a lot of courage to come out at that age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And not just come out to your intimate, your close family members, but out to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that yeah. from a very early age, from preschool or kindergarten, that peers and kids can be cruel. Mm-hmm. Incredibly. Yeah. Incredibly. Um, uh, it, it just this story has hit some massive uh, nerves for me um, being a gay man okay and I don't know how it is for anybody else I can only right. you know, speak for me Right. Um, there was enough turmoil in my life internally as I was going through my adolescent stages. Mm-hmm. Reality was, I knew that I was gay. But of course, I did, you know, everybody tells you, no, you're not supposed to be, and you're not supposed to do, and whatnot. And, you know, oh, no, don't hang out with this person because they're, and they would give you the limp wrist and all that good right. stuff. That hurt mm-hmm. tremendously. And it was that much more difficult to try to hide this as I was going through the most difficult time in any young man's life is truly the adolescent stage. Like it, it was hard. It was so difficult for him to have enough courage to be able to be out is something I did not 
have right. at all. And, and he was adding, when you see that photograph, he looks like at some point he's comfortable in his skin. Yes. yes. That's what Very the picture exuded. Yes. It was like, oh, I'm really comfortable. But to flip it to someone telling him or, or just being bullied in any way, shape, or form was like, oh my God, where was I? Where, why couldn't I have been there? Because <laughs> I would have, I know me, I would have snatched somebody, right, okay? Right. And I'd, I'd have fight somebody's parent right. behind some stuff like that. That blew my mind. Right. That I, I can here we are. I say I was that person that was snatching folks up in high school. Like, absolutely not. You're not, you're not going to bully somebody. Right. But my question is, for an ally, what can we do to yeah. help in that process? Because sitting back and watching the struggle... Is, is difficult for, for a compassionate ally. Right. So what can we be doing to be of assistance? You know, I placed a phone, this phone, call, phone call this morning to the Trevor Project. Um, and they granted me an interview, unfortunately because of the time zone and the short notice, they were not able to be here at 7. But at 4.30 this afternoon, at, at 3.30 this afternoon, I was recording an interview. I have a snippet of that interview because I had to go home and get it doctored up so I have a little bit of that that's that's in there and um I asked that very question so the fourth interview is going to be out there later but he talked about um if you are not a professional to make sure that you give them a number of either the Trevor Project or other hotlines out there and one of the things that he said was that LBGTQ youth are four times more likely to attempt suicide than their peers. Four times. I was one of them. Yeah. Wow. I was one of them. Wow. And how old were you? I was... <laughs> I was bullied relentlessly. Wow. From elementary school. Um, I was bullied tremendously every single day. I still remember the full names of some of the people that bullied me. I remember um, the end of my, the very last day of my 10th grade year being jumped in the parking lot of the thrift drug store. I'm dating myself, but yeah. it's, the, I remember being jumped by three people while walking home because they thought I was gay. Wow. Wow. You know, that... When I see what happened to this kid, it hurts even worse and it brings me back to a space where as a child, I, I went through so much. So for him to have ended his life over this, I want to take him on his last night and I want to just grab him up and say it's not going to be like this always right right you know i got through the bullying no it wasn't right it wasn't good but i developed a skin as a result of it and you will too you're going to be fine and you're going to be far better and far greater than you ever thought you would ever be you know, I, I just, it hurts. It you know, really and hurts. I, I think that goes back to Lawrence's um, comment and one of the things that um, Kevin, who I talked to at the Trevor Project, 
I'm going to put their number out there now, and I'll give their text number and everything later, their phone number. Their hotline number is yeah. 866-488-7386. Again, that number is one 866 488 Seven three, eight six. So we just heard Damon speak, and we had a meeting yesterday, day before yesterday, just our regular weekly meeting. And several people, including Damon and myself, and one of our assistant producers, talked about um, attempting suicide at some point in their life. Yeah. You know, mine was over domestic violence, and probably for a year and a half, two years, I probably was every other weekend in the in the hospital getting my stomach pumped. Um, I am happy that I failed at something. Yeah. You know, I am very happy. Um, and just, Damon, what you just said, another statistic from the Trevor Project is that, and it's, it goes also to Lauren's question, is one supported person can de- can decrease LBGT's risk of suicide by 30%. Yes. So just by you sharing that, it's powerful. And, and that stat alone makes me say that, you know, little small gratitudes every day can make the difference for somebody. Yes. And that's why I've, for myself, I've made it a point to say, I'm going to compliment somebody or say something positive to every person that I meet every right. day. Right. Because you never know how that one interaction is going to help them. Right. And you never know life. what someone's going through. Never. Exactly. You really don't know what folks are going through. Um, um I, I, I have to say, um, yes, I made an attempt while I was in college, you know, understand I went to an HBCU in North Carolina. It was the Bible Belt. Okay. Um, It was my first time being in a non-integrated entity ever in my life. Like, everybody looked just like me. Right. And (laughs) as a result, being in the Bible Belt, you know, it's not okay to be gay. Right. You know what I mean? And again, we had... Um, a never-ending train of people that had assumptions and whatnot based on what they thought that I was or how I presented or what have you. And um, it did get to be too much at one point. Um, And it was funny. I downed downed some some pills. And I had um, a, a, a very good friend that found me in my dorm room and ran me to the hospital. Wow. Um, because he knew that it wasn't that bad. And thankfully, it was a straight person. (laughs) Okay? It was a straight person that was like, yo, it ain't that serious. For real, it's not that deep. It's going to be fine. You just wake up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And when you begin tomorrow, you will have another tomorrow. Yes. And Mm -hmm. another and another. And we are here today. No, I'm not a rich man. No, I don't own a huge house or drive a Bentley or anything, but I have to honestly say I am truly blessed to be here because these stories are stories I can look back now and say, one, that was the dumbest thing on earth that I that I tried to right, do, right. but I we, can we all share. Get there. You know, we, 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 don't, we might not get to the point of, I mean, depression is normal. We all suffer yes. from it. We might not get to the... To be or not to be kind of point, but it's it's real and it's serious. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. I know in African American African American communities, there being some you do. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. do because you know I've I've had a little bit of an adventure in this life, but um, it's not something that we were 
taught to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and my thing is, if you have a heart attack, you're going to call a cardiologist. If you break your leg, you're going to go see the... Help me out, people. The doctor. The doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have asthma, so I see my ear, nose, and throat doctor. Yes. If you have emotional trauma. And people don't realize what trauma is. I mean, at some point, whether it's losing a job, loss is loss. Right. Losing a family member. I mean, there's so many ways that we experience loss. Um, my son and his wife were in um, the South mm -hmm. this weekend mm -hmm. um, with their biracial child, and they mm -hmm. got stopped for a broken tail light. And my daughter-in-law was taking my son to the hospital because he has really bad asthma. He's hospitalized, and um, they got stopped, and it turned to a 45-minute ordeal with the police and the fire departments. Like, oh, he's having a panic attack, and literally, once he gets to the hospital, this happens frequently. They literally have to induce a coma to restart his his breathing and they were held for 45 minutes until the real Indians ENT came and was like uh, move it along you guys get the, this is my zone right here and right. rushed them to the hospital oh. but um, that's trauma you know my daughter-in-law mm. still you know she's still shook from that yeah. you know um, thank God the baby wasn't with him but we suffer trauma more than we realize and people don't realize I mean when you go through something and you have PTSD then you know oh wow and I didn't even know that's what it was that I had. Mm -hmm. But people don't realize how much everyday traumas they go through. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I'm I'm definitely an advocate for seeking help. I mean, I, I, I'll put it out there. I have seen a, the same therapist for 10 years now. Mm -hmm. um, I look at it as maintenance yep. for me. Yep. Okay. Everybody, well, not everybody, but I go once a month to the massage parlor mm -hmm. so I can get body maintenance and feel physically better. Right, okay. I go to a therapist. I keep saying I have to, I have to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Just but be at careful the same where time. you go because yeah. it can mess you up. Yes. Oh, for the yeah, physical yeah. therapist. Well, not the physical therapist, but, you know, massage. Just massage. Any, mas okay. any masseuse. You gotta make sure you know what their people are doing because I got one and that was really messed up. Wow. So I had to ask one of the therapists to fix me up. Yeah, wow. so, yeah, uh -huh. but at least mentally, I go to a therapist so I can take care of self -care. my mind. Self care, hashtag Absolutely. self care, hashtag, hashtag self care. You know, I a lot of people don't know this, but my doctoral journey was a personal journey. Um, it wasn't until I was halfway through, you know, all my hair gray. <laughs> like, oh, this is going to have some professional accolades as well but initially it wasn't it I pursued my doctorate because when I was at the lowest of my low I probably was 19 years old and I was trying to commit suicide well, I was attempting suicide again and again and again um, at some point I remember saying you know what I'm going to because I was pregnant at 15 I was a high school dropout I was a single parent um, at some point I, at the lowest of my low I remember saying you know what? I'm gonna go back to high. I'm gonna go back to school and get my high school diploma. I'm gonna go to college. Hell, I'm gonna get my PhD. So that journey to get my PhD was more emotional than anything else mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it kept taking me back why I was doing it. So, and for that, I say thank God I was not successful with taking my life. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because you, you you wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, in order to celebrate. Right. The wonderful milestones that you have. Right. And it, it, it <laughs> I'm sure you all can tell I'm getting choked up from time to time. Um, this young man will never have this. Right. And it hurts. Mm -hmm. It cuts deep because I remember those days. It 
was tough. It was tough. So one of the things that bothered me most about this story is that this young man was being bullied at school. Mm-hmm. And what was the school doing right. to support him? Good question. Right. Where were right. they right. when these students around him were calling him names and making him feel less than? Right. Good I mean, question. What, what accountability do we have for our school administrators? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, and not just in Alabama, but other places. And I Everywhere. can't even, I can't even imagine being gay and coming down to Alabama. I'm sorry. Right. No. Woo! I, I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and I mean, yeah. and I think it wasn't just that he was happy, but to be that elevated, to see that joy on his face is kind of the higher you are, the, the, the longer the fall. So it's not like this was a closeted young man who was kind of suffering in silence. He was out. He looked happy. So something had a really chop mm-hmm. at him. And for he seemed him? to have the support of his family. Too. Yes. 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 Right. yes. Yes. Did anybody see the story about his mother? Yes, that I did. Yes. Yep. That I just, I, my heart sank. Yeah. You know, what is she going through right, right. now? Right. Right. You know, oh God. I, I'm one, one thing I am going to do is try and reach out um, to her. Yes. And, you know, I, 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 I'm not that kind of person. I'm not trying to be pushy or anything right. like that. But at the same time, I would love to have her on the show yeah. and maybe dedicate another show Yes. Um, to not only Nigel, but also to his mother because right. she's Absolutely. really and, and, and to have someone on the show, perhaps a, a grief counselor or something to yeah. help that, that can talk to her during, during that time. So we're going to take a brief break and yeah. I have queued up and hopefully fingers and eyeballs cross. <laughs> We're going to hear, um, it's a minute and a half, but it's the chat that we had today with the Trevor Project and kind of the work that they do. And it's going to share some statistics and kind of what it is. And that interview will be available, I'm going to say in a couple of days. I'm going to say tonight because I got to okay. edit it up. Um, <laughs> it's going to be available on social media. Okay. I wanted to make sure that we reached out to an organization that dealt with the, with the population at hand. Does that make sense? Oh, it does, yeah. Something that we know to be true is because suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people, you know, you think, especially with the minority stress model, that things might be uh, a little more striking for minority populations, right? So that includes young LGBTQ people. Uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender youth are more than four times more likely to attempt suicide than their peers. Wow. Yeah, that's why there are specialized resources, including the Trevor Project, where young people can reach out for support. I am a survivor of domestic violence from many decades ago, and I remember the first time I walked in. Because you always feel isolated, I think, no matter what you're going through. I'm assuming that. So the first time I walked into a domestic violence shelter, I was like, oh, my God, it's not just me. So when I thought about this, I thought about wanting something specialized, wanting something. I mean, there's, there's so much with coming out to so much with being um, a queer youth and just the regular peer pressure, and then am I going to reach out to someone who's not going to accept me? Similar to what you said about going to the shelter and seeing all those people who you shared an identity with or part of your identity with, something that we also know to be true is that one supportive person can decrease LGBTQ youth's risk of suicide by 30%. So that's one of the reasons we exist, right, is to how help LGBTQ youth in crisis and make sure that they know, you know, they're loved and they're not alone because they do have us. So similar to you realizing that you are not alone, we want LGBTQ young people to also know that. 
You've been listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGJTLP, Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. We are back right here at Cuba Mike. We are. Um, so yeah, that clip was, um, it was pretty powerful talking to them and some of the statistics that they gave out, um, to recap, suicide is one of the leading causes, um, of death among young people. One supported person can can decrease LGBT's risk of suicide by 30%, um, and LGBTQ youth, that's like a tongue twister. (laughs) Four times more likely to attempt suicide than their peers. Um, so, I, I'm sure everybody can tell I'm like a little bit down. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it, you, it is you hard. You have me wanting to go back to your high school and have a problem with someone. So you know, baby, I'm ready. you let me know. Trust me, in the me right direction. those people are distant memories to my life. Don't nothing. Mm, I just caught myself getting mm-hmm. recursed. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you caught yourself. Woo! <laughs> Mercy. But but they are distant memories to my life. Um during the break or during the segment, um, you know, <laughs> El Boogie turned around and said she wanted to go back to my high school and <laughs> she wanted to when to tear it up. She there. wanted to go and tear it up. And it was like, baby, those people are distant memories. I don't know these people anymore. I don't wanna know these people. It, it, I'm good because trust me, anybody that I knew from elementary, junior high, high school, and college, if they were meant to be my friend, they are still my friends today. This, this is true. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Howsoever, how I'm just finding out today, and I've known you my whole entire life. So, my immediate reaction is, I'm gonna go down there.com, <sighs> sweetie. I like you though. Life. That's it. So I was contacting Tara to let her know that we were going to call her, and she says she's watching us now. Hi, Tara. Oh, hey, Tara. Tara's the credit lady. We're going to be talking about this. Get a credit one straight. Yes, so she's going to be coming on. Tara, do we have you on the line? Hey, Tara. How you doing, baby? Um, We had planned this show a week or so ago about. Experian Credit did a study of the LBGTQ plus plus um, <laughs> community, and I was like, "Oh my God, we got to get my girl Tara on here because she can set you straight." Gay allies, anybody with some money? We all need help and the credit. Tara, is baby, I'm broke, honey. Come on, come through. So Tara. Help us out, honey. So Okay, so somebody help me win the Mega Millions or something, honey. Hell. <laughs> well, just because you have money in the bank doesn't mean your credit is right. So I guess the question is... True that, but I'd be a lot happier with $150 million in the bank account right now. Well, if you have $150 million in your bank account, how do you keep it right? Like, how do you, you use your net worth and make your self-worth increase all at the same time? Like, What, what, what can we do, Tara? I have Tara Cole quit. On the line, how are you, Tara? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. Wonderful. And Tara is with the Credit Woman LLC. Did I get that right? I am the Credit Woman LLC. Yes. You said, <laughs> I am the Credit Woman LLC. Well, we're talking to Tara because I saw something by Experian Credit 
and it was titled LGBTQ, it was an LGBTQ money survey, attitudes, challenges, and opportunities. And on Cue the Mic, one of the things that I love, love, love to do shows on is things that unite us. You know, right now there's so many ugly things in the world, and I think yeah. it's important to focus on things that unite us and money and credit. Everybody has that mm-hmm. gay, straight, black, white, purple. As humans, it's, a it's way something that's challenging. Being judged. Yes, it's a way oh of being judged. Oh, my goodness, way to be a judge. It, it, it adds to stress. I mean, it just has so many things that um, kind of fit into that area. So I thought in reading this article, it, and it didn't just talk about the LGBTQ community. I should put LGBTQ plus community. I don't want to leave, leave anyone out. But it compared it to gays and allies, if you will, just to kind of shorten that up. Okay. And this was done in Pride Month 2018, so that was in June of 2018. Mm-hmm. And they, they surveyed 1,000 people, 500 members of the LGBTQ plus community, and 500 members of the straight or allied community. Well, I'm going to say straight because everyone's not an ally, but but gays and straight straight folks. Right. Um, so I'm going to throw some things out there, which is the first things that struck me, and kind of get your take. So money is green, okay? Right. Well, in the U.S., money is green, and, you know, other parts of the world, it's different colors, but it's money. It's currency. Um, so right. the folks, it says people who struggle to maintain savings in the gay community, it was 44% compared to the straight community, that was 38%. So that's pretty even Steven. Yes. Yes. Um, And the second thing was um, folks who want to improve their spending bad habits, and we all have those. And that said, gays were 34% and allies and straight folks were 28%. Any comment on that? I think those numbers are seriously low because okay. what happens is that people people have money but no don't know their relationship to their money until something happens. Like you lose a yeah. job or someone can get ill. It's really much more it's it's much more dire than that. Because the rule of of, of thumb is Fifty percent should go towards your living, thirty percent towards um, savings and retirement. <laughs> That's a joke, and twenty percent <laughs> for fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm writing like down going fifty percent yeah. living, twenty eight percent savings, twenty uh-huh. no thirty percent savings, thirty percent savings, and twenty percent uh-huh. for fun and and things you like to do. You know that's not true. You know, I know. I'm looking, you, going. You know, people pay their rent and car notes, then have fun, and then see what's left over. We're not even talking about savings right. and retirement. You right. know, that's what right. People Just do. putting something, putting something mm-hmm. in a savings account of any kind. So, you know, when you say that, I'm looking, going, yeah, those numbers are they're really like dire. It's dire because first it's of all, dire. you have to admit that you have a problem. Before you can address it. So how many of these people um, acknowledge that they have bad spending habits? So if you don't think you have bad spending habits, then I can see the 28 and the 34 because you don't know you have a problem. Exactly. And I have talked to people. I I always like to 
tell people not facts and figures but stories because they can see themselves in stories. I had someone who mm-hmm. paid me because I get I get paid for advice whether they follow it or not. So I get paid, <laughs> you know someone paid me, and it was a couple and they were doing you know they had money they were making well over a hundred thousand dollars they had money. I could not get the husband to not buy a pair of shoes each month for three hundred dollars. They were saving for a house, and I was like, can we just not, can we take that line item out? I never heard from them again. I, I mean, you think I have said something about his mother. <laughs> I, I mean, right. the Don't over. feed your children or something, you know? It's just, <laughs> right. wow. It was a line yeah, item, exactly. too, and I'm an accountant. I know line what a line item, item is. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. A line item. I didn't say don't go mm. out. I didn't say, you know, a thousand other things you can say to turn a client off and they, they don't want to talk to you. Or, or, you know, really, I have to be respectful of who you are and what you want to do. But it was a suggestion. Let's let's not do that because we're saving for a house. And that's $300 a month just to start out. It's great savings for a month. But I could not I I could not let that, that, that just been fly. And, and I realize I can't help everyone. I can't help them because you have to be able to make some kind of sacrifice. So the first sacrifice I always ask people to make is let's just look at your money. Let's let's mm-hmm. look at your money. And and then you make the decision of what you want to do. So those people never got to credit counseling because I always say let's stop at the budget. If you don't have one that makes sense and you follow it, we have to first do the budget. And that, that's what everyone needs to do. It's the minimum um, you need to do. I've, I've seen on Facebook um, different people are suggesting is the link going around. Home economics has to come back to high school or even middle school. I think I had it in middle school. A budget mm-hmm. is, is something. I don't remember learning it, but I'm, I'm sure it's something that was taught and it needs to be taught every year in high school because people, people do don't not want to live hear. by a budget. Right. No. And they don't want to hear no. budget. I mean, I'm an accountant, no. so I mean, I've had a spreadsheet since <laughs> I was a little girl because I was a kid selling stuff on the back of the book, and my dad was an accountant, so probably yeah. five or six, he gave me a ledger, okay? Um, I had yeah. my daughter bouncing my checkbook, pretending it was, it was a puzzle when she was five or six because I wanted her to know what that looked like. But when I tell people budget, they, they, either say, they either say, I have too much money for a budget or I don't have enough money to budget. And I'm going wrong, Who says wrong. They have too much money for a budget. I, I don't understand. I have, I, yeah, I, I have too much <laughs> money. I make too much money. I don't need to. It's like I'm not asking you to budget. I'm asking you to right. put your income, what you're spending, what your goals are, where you are in life. Let's put it on some paper and look at it. And look at it. And, and half the time, people don't want to look at it because then they would have to make a change, or or you have to yes. fess up to. This is what the shortcomings are. And that's the hardest thing. You have to, I mean, I remember not balancing my checkbook when my ex-husband and I were together and there was a lot of money. But the accountant always knew where the money was. So I might not right. have balanced the checkbook, but we knew where the money was. And I, I'm i not a big spender. Or excuse me, let me, let me be very clear on that. <laughs> when I spend, I kind of bend, bend, spend. You know, I, I used to. I don't do this in my 30s and my 50s now. I used to say, oh, I like these pairs of shoes and get them in three colors, okay? Because I like them, they were comfortable, and they were a good price. Now I go, yes. Why do, how many black pairs of shoes do I need? Uh, no, I need one pair. <laughs> you know, I'm totally at minimalistic living as opposed to I had to have a person's shoes and, and this and that and all that stuff together. 
I don't do that anymore. I, I don't think it's worth it. Of course, I'm not working a nine-to-five either, so I must admit that makes a big change. But even then, um, you can tone it down. You don't need 200 pairs of black shoes. And I, Okay, not 200. You don't need 50 pairs of black shoes, and I have friends that have 50 pairs of black shoes. It's just too much. Yeah, you know, within the last year of hanging out with someone that I've known for about three or four years, I would hear them say, you know what, I really don't need any more stuff. And I would go, it took right. me a long time. And now when I go out, I'm going, do you really need your inner shoe store? Now, I wear a size 10. Sometimes that's troubling. But um, I don't, like you said, I don't have to go in and buy, I'll take this in all colors. Um, right. And I'll take those and those and those because I like them. Now it's, do yeah. I really need more stuff? And, and, and what, where do I want too. my money to go? Yes. Exactly. I actually wear out my clothes now. Because when I, you know, summertime, I bought three dresses, three. I rotate them all the time because at the end of the summer, they will be done. I will actually out really washing them and stuff. Maybe they'll get a stain. They will, they'll be gone. I have used the clothes. Well, most of the time people have a wardrobe of, I don't know, 15 dresses, and then they only wear three, okay? But you think you have all these dresses and you keep on buying more things and you don't wear them. I think that one of the best things is um, that um, that person who's the stylist, Marie Kondo, she's Japanese, and she says, if it doesn't give you joy, whatever's in your closet or in your house, let go of it. I say the same thing for your yes. budget. Yes. If it doesn't give yes. you joy, if it's not helping you get to where you say you want to get to, then leave it alone. Like, how much do you actually need? And if it doesn't and fit into that fun or the savings, Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because I tell, I tell people. Or even the living, even the living, living. I can see people yes. spending more, 50% of my money should be going towards my living. Why am I living here? And if, and if that important, am I willing to take some of my fun money and put it towards that? Exactly. But or you just can't spend decisions. aimlessly. Yeah. I, I've had people make the hard decision of living with a family member, moving from, um, you know, one apartment to another, getting a roommate in order to save money. These are hard decisions. These are truly hard decisions, but what do you want? I've had people who are not clients who have said, I'm going to be poor all my life. This one woman, she was not a client, but she was speaking to me, and she had to make hard decisions. She had custody of her son. She's like, I'm going to let their dad take custody of them, move in with my sister, and save some money, because otherwise I'll be poor all my life. Hard decision. Hmm. Right. Hard decision. I, I I don't remember a name or anything. I remember a story because that was a hard story. I'm like, mm, could I do that with my kids? Well, my kids are grown now. Wow. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think I would have. But you never know. I, I've never been in between that rock and hard place of being poor unless I save some money if I, I had to make some big hard changes. So that's the big thing that people have to think about. And I want people to think about this. You know, of course, I'm in finance, credit, et cetera. I want people to think about this for their health, think about it in relationships, everything, because all of these things go down to the bottom line of how do you spend your money. Because if you're unhappy, you will spend your money, okay, to make yourself happy. I've seen people mm-hmm. do that. Excuse me, I have done that. <laughs> you know, let me stop saying <laughs> other people. I am other people. <laughs> so, you know, we have to be realistic with what we do with our money and how we think about our money. Because when I am in my best place, my best mindset, 
I do not have to overeat. I do not need more of anything because I'm grateful for everything I have. So we right. can live in gratitude. That's really important. And I want you know, to think I, I like that, that for your budget. <laughs> live in gratitude. You know, I, it, it, it you takes have. me back to um, my daughter's 32 now, but I put her as a divorced single parent while I was divorced and didn't get child support. Yeah. But I... K through 12, she was in private school. Well, at the high school, she went to go to the local magnet school here in Philadelphia. But K through 8, I remember signing those fee agreements. I don't think they were called fee agreements. That's another industry. Um, but the contract, saying, okay, right. you mean sign I'm here? And this is, you know, $2,000 a month. That's after financial aid for private school for her, okay? And I'm saying, sign right here. And I'm saying to myself, how the hell am I going to pay this? Mm-hmm. But it was a priority in my life to give this girl a private school education. I put education that high as a priority. So I would sign it. I remember some days looking at that budget, walking down the hallway, walking through my house. I get a glimpse of myself in in the mirror, and I just sob. And then I go back, and I pick up the same budget again, and I look at it. I close the computer. I come back the next day, and I look at it again. And after a couple of days, I go, you know what? All right, now here's the whole budget. All right, maybe if I cut out this and I cut out that. Right. But it was, this is a priority right here. How can I make that happen? And the first time you look at it, it's not always going to be, oh, there it is. You've got to look, look on it, sleep on it. What am I willing to do without? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, we ate. We didn't, you know, she wasn't hungry or any of that. But what does it take? But I remember walking away and coming back on, I don't see a way, but if there's a will, you'll find a way. way. Every year, every year, I, I went through that. Okay, sign right here. Okay, $2,000. <laughs> my voice is going up. Sure, I'm going to sign right here and right here. And I'm saying to myself, I don't know. I don't know. But it was it was a goal. Like you said, when the folks wanted to buy the house, I can't have a $300 line item and put my daughter through private right. school at that time. And it was important right. that I was not that she was not a latchkey kid. That was the other part. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember so I put limitations on myself. My yes. yes. Yep. And I said, yep. I do not want a latchkey kid. So that means that I, I need to be around. Found a neighbor who I, who had six kids, and I would go mm-hmm. to their house. That's what, but, you right. know, it was like, I got to have a solution. I got to have that's a solution. That's a creative solution. Right. That's a creative yep. solution. Yep. And she worked. But they, they work together, and, and that's another thing. You have to find like-minded people. That's what I'm saying. In every story you can find exactly what you need. The like-minded person. I was the only child. They had six uh, children right across the street. They worked with my mom, and I got in trouble with those six kids. It was like six kids, seven kids, no problem. <laughs> she would beat all of us. Okay? It was like, dang, what's not wait until your mother gets yeah. home? Uh, you know better. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> you know? Right, so right, the same right. Thing, if you're trying to save money or you're going for a goal, you have to be with people who are goal-oriented and who will hold you accountable to your goal, too, because that means maybe you can't go out with your friends for drinks because right. I've, I've never been a, a Friday night happy hour or whatever type of person because I'm not a drinker. And so I would always say, how much for that martini? And they're like, oh, they're half price. I'm like, you paid how much for that martini? <laughs> I can see right. my kids for right. a week on that, you know, that type of thing. But you have to... You know, I always say to anyone, and we all know this, you can do everything you want, but not all at the same time. That's all. Yes. Because you can't do everything yes. at the same time. You can't save for a house and buy $300 shoes. You can't. You know, not, I have this conversation. Not like that. 
you know? <laughs> yes, I have this conversation with my 32-year-old. So my next question, mm-hmm. the next thing that stood out in this article, it said the most concerning generation of folks were between 25 and 34, yeah. um, followed by 35 to 64, and then 65 and up. But as a parent mm-hmm. of someone that falls in that 30, 25 to 34 demographic, I have that, like, you can't have it all at once. Um, yeah. Are you finding there are, are your children in that same uh, demographic? My kids are 24 and 26, almost 27. Okay. So, yeah, they're, yeah, so they're, they're right at the yeah. end of it, yeah, or beginning of it. Now, and, um, and because I you of what you do for that. a living, do they heed your advice or not so much? Half and half. So, one, I won't <laughs> say which one in case we ever hear this. <laughs> one followed my advice all the way, and the other was don't worry, be happy. Just yes. starting, I'm, I'm trying not to do any pronouns, just starting now, this year, to be proactive with what they had to do. That Just this year. But before that, I, I, I couldn't tell them anything. I mean, I could tell them, and they would say, you're right, Mom, you're right. <laughs> Go on about the business. And I'm like, Whoosh. the other <laughs> one, much more responsible, has the budget, updates it, you know, every week, <laughs> It's just different. It's personalities. And so that's another thing, too, uh, especially in relationships, you've got to find the personality of the person that's your significant other because two personalities that are not about saving, mm. it's struggle. It's struggle. Wow. And when it's wow. one and not the other, someone that's the person who's about looking at the budget should handle the money because they're going to, in the long run, they're going to help you. But every once in a while, and when I first started business, I, I didn't understand this. I would get one person that wanted to do something, and the other person wasn't involved. And it was almost impossible, almost impossible for them to achieve their goals because the other person was always undermining it. So you're trying to pay right. off your debt, and the other person is still charging. Obviously, you can't um, you know, empty out a boat if the other per- person is putting water in it. You're going to sink. Right. And, and so I then started saying to people, you have to come together or the person has to be with you. You know, like if you can't get buy-in from that other person, it's not going to be very successful. It's going to be difficult unless you had your own money. Now, if you had your own money, that's fine. But if all the money was going into one pot, that was difficult because people would not agree to it. You know, because yeah. because as far as they're concerned, you're doing something I didn't agree to. So I don't have to do this if you're, if, right. if you're not coming in on on the same goal. So that, that's been difficult. And, of, of course, I still run into that. But most people now, before they, they talk to me, they usually are together. They really are. So uh, so I have a question concerning that. Between the 25 and the 34-year-old, mm-hmm. the 35-year-old mm-hmm. through the 64-year-old, and then the 65 and up, which one, which of those demographic groups come to you and say, hey, we need to do something? Where do you see the largest kind of response thing? Because really what happened is they went through, especially I'm in my 50s, we went through that recession. That recession knocked people back. Big time. People lost uh, retirements. They lost homes. And and a home is usually someone's biggest um, asset. So you spent all right. this time and energy putting money into this asset, and then you lost it because maybe you lost your income, 
you know, of course, divorce um, always gets in the way of of, of mm-hmm. wealth. It just does. You know, whether I, I'm not even taking sides, it just always gets in the way of wealth. Um, and so it's been tough. And even though you know the job reports are great, you know, but people aren't making the money they used to. I remember getting out of college, and I, you know, my first salary was more than my family ever met, uh, made. And so this was, I was a generation that, and we are the generation that our children are not going to do as well as we did because the money right. is different. Everything's going up. I look at the price of houses in Philadelphia for a row house, a row house. Yes, it's mid- a row house. Yes. A row house. I'm, I'm, right. I'm absolutely shocked, astonished, and do not understand how in less than 15 years, prices went from 80, 85 to 100 to 150. I don't understand because no one yes. had a yes. salary increase like that either. Right. You know, that's, that's absolutely crazy. So now our generation has to reach back to the young generation and say, hey, here you are, but what if you were crippled in that recession? Now you have mm-hmm. two age groups, who one who lost and one who never will receive it, and, of course, the college debt, too, you know, even if they did everything right, which is go to school, get a great job, they have debt, fifty, a hundred, a hundred fifty thousand dollars $150,000. That's too much debt. That's your first house. Right, exactly. So that's that's exactly. another issue. That's a totally not another issue. So the mindset I have now is, for a lot of people, is to do multi-generational. Like, I'm living with my daughter and her family. Specifically, okay. that happened because uh, there were health issues with my grandchildren. But it makes great economical sense because I could have my own place over here where her dad is fine and he's got real money. But I can help out the young people do what they need to do. Right. Because that's what huh. we used to do when we were young and you had grandparents who could take on grandchildren and things like that. Right now, everyone is working until 65 or older, especially to get money back from what they lost. Yes, exactly, exactly. It it is a difficult time period, and they're saying we're up for, you know, recession is coming. They've been saying that for a minute, but sooner or later it's going to get here, right? (laughs) So I'm like, everyone prepare for this recession. Even I just saw on um, Facebook today, uh, Hahnemann Hospital is closing. I was born in Hahnemann, so that's saw been that. there. I saw yeah. that. And this is in Philadelphia, everyone. But this, I mean, how many doctors, nurses, orderlies, people, parking attendants are losing their job there? And, and, and I, I saw that, and I was very concerned because my primary doctors, most of my doctors are connected through Drexel and Hahnemann, and I'm going, wow. huh. What you know? Where does that leave me personally? Um, yeah. But yes. you know, you mentioned the multi multi generational living as a solution. The last it ties yes. into the last thing, and I don't want to. I know your time is very valuable. It talks about how folks in the LGBT community they have mm-hmm. issues as they're aging and retiring because a lot of them do not have children. And depending on whether their families and even their siblings have disowned them, then they don't even have that Uh, option for the multi-generational and the children, you know, who are taking care of them. So that's a huge concern that um, folks in my community, the LGBT community, um, especially if you don't have kids. Um, I do have a daughter who 
um, joke sometimes and go, you know what, Mom, I know you're nowhere near retirement age, but I'm taking notes for all of this for where I put you in a home. And, I, you know, it's cute and funny, but there's right. folks who don't have that, you know, who don't have right. that. So their focus at, this, at, at pretty much at every level through all of those generations should be in retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and that's I my very lay perspective. Yeah, family is not always the blood family that you're born into. Mm-hmm. You might have to mm-hmm. create family. Um, and that's important because in that aspect, you could come together. And, like, I'm, I'm in North Carolina now. We already spoke about $150,000 for a row home. Well, you could get a single-family home with land in North Carolina. Please know it's changing quickly for, like, 250 I mean, it's just wow. absolutely crazy. And that has gone up. North Carolina has crazily, you know, their prices have gone up. But when I compare it to the city, of course, it's nothing. So that's something where people can say, we might be three or more, three to five people. We are going to buy a house. Because then you're looking at $50,000 a person. That's nothing. That's right. nothing. Right. But we have to start thinking in in solutions to a problem um, that. It wasn't like that before. Or we had multi-generational families already, and it was a family home, and it was always somewhere to go back to. Well, we don't have right. that now. But it's not. It's time to go back and see what did people do 50 years ago? Because mm-hmm. there was never an issue of anyone being homeless or hungry. And I remember my grandparents speaking on that always. It was always a place to live, and all, there was always food. didn't matter how, how much money you had. You had those two things because they are primary to survival. Okay, and then you know we can work on being moving forward. Yes, I I turned sixty two this year, and you speak about that. I remember growing up at the dinner table, my folks would say, "Eat all your food because there's kids starving in Africa." I never heard the word yep. homelessness, you know, yep. and whether people were starving, but I, I never heard starving in this country. I never heard about like I didn't know poverty exists in this country. I did not know that people were homeless. <laughs> Hello? Yes. Looks like we had a little okay. techno there. Um, it, my my head again, just picked just, up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, um, I don't remember hearing about, as a child, I remember saying, eat all your food because there's children starving yeah. in Africa. I'm not sure where that expression came from, but I never heard about it in this country. You know what I'm saying? It was some faraway right. place. And homelessness I didn't. I couldn't even wrap my head around what that meant. I thought everyone owned their home. I thought everyone lived exactly. with both parents. I mean, I just it was because it was my reality. Um, right. Exactly. But and wrapping up our almost thirty minutes now, what advice would you give? Just to we talked about the most concerning, whether twenty-five or thirty-four year old. We talk about um, gay folks um, who don't have kids or family or siblings. Um, and just to the general population about money, what parting words would you um, give them? If you had to say one thing, it's like, Carrie, you can say everything to everyone. What is that one gem of information that you will tell them? Determine your relationship with your money. That's it. Mm. Your relationship with okay. your money. That will right. always be the one ideology. I don't care whether you have a dollar or a million dollars. What? What does it mean to you? And what are you going hmm. to do with it? Because we all have the power of it. No one can, I, very few people can say, I have no money. 
they might not have enough money to do everything they wish, but you, it's never, I don't have money. And then find right. the like-minded people to work with you. Yes. And it might not be your blood relatives. It, you have to go and find those like-minded people. Hmm. Yeah, and that I, I totally like everything. that. Yeah, that will yeah, change everything. I, I, I totally so, like that. And and if they need some mm-hmm. help, they can reach out to the credit woman. The credit woman, yep. I'm, I'm out the credit woman, LLC. Me, you're not on, I, I always like to say, if you can't find the credit woman and Google it, Googling it, Facebook, whatever, then you're not on planet Earth because I have <laughs> been in business for 12 years and I have been taglining that for a long time in order for people to find me, so... Um, and I always have a free consultation. That's the other thing I would tell people because, uh, unfortunately, I see a lot of folks have um, gone with other people who have promised things that just don't make sense. And when I talk to them, I'm like, did anyone say this to you? And, of course, they didn't. I'm not trying to sell you on something. I'm trying to educate right. you. So once you're right. educated, you you know, I have people who send me testimonials that, thanks for talking about this because I figured it out. Yay! That's education. Wow. And then other people wow. need help. It's about education. So on, are you the credit woman on all social media platforms? On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Yeah. But I must admit, I'm really, I, you can't do all things. Remember we said that? <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah. Facebook is where you can find the credit woman and my website uh, there, and I'm on LinkedIn, professional. What number can they reach you? 215. Three five zero two four eight three, and my website is thecreditwoman.com. Tara, thank you so much. Well, I was I was looking at, at Tara's Twitter today, and the one thing that really stood out for me was a quote that says, "Turning self worth into net worth." Ooh, I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speak it. How, how how do you do that? <laughs> You've been listening to Germantown Community Radio 92.9 FM WGJTLP Philadelphia and online at gtownradio.com. We are back right here at Cue the Mic. It's Gas Cue. Yes. 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 Cue, baby. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Are you ready? No. <laughs> okay. Gas cue is gay answers to straight questions. Are you ready? Here it is. Oh God. Would you rather be straight if you had the choice? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I honestly have to say if I had been given the choice as a child, probably so, but as a grown man, I am fully comfortable in my own skin no matter where I go, and I'm good. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, um, you know, it's a, my whole life is like a book that's gonna come out, you know, um, if, if, if I'm going to start picking things that if I had a choice, then I wouldn't 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 have wanted to marry a, a madman. I mean, I would have wanted love from my mother. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things. Don't get me to contact my therapist and get a whole list. <laughs> I mean, out of every all of that, I'm going to pick straight. I mean, literally, if I had a list in front of me, 
gay would not be something that's on that list. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's there's other things in life, and I'm sure. I mean, if I had a choice, I would be wealthy. Yeah, same here. Okay. Yeah. Filthy rich. (laughs) Wealthy is more than filthy rich. Wealthy wealthy means that your money works for you. Rich just means it fell in your lap. (laughs) The rich people work for me. The filthy rich work for me. It depends on how you define that. So you're you're talking the athlete versus the owner. Yes. The athlete is filthy rich and has all of that money, but the owner of the the team has significantly more than the player. He has wealth. Fair enough. I was thinking more Rockefellers as in filthy rich, but you know, no. same same. Rockefellers were the wealthy. Mm-hmm. Notice the whispering. The, the wealthy. The wealthy. See, it goes with the doctor. The I'm, I'm just trying to get the doctor and, and the wealth to kind of to level up. But um, absolutely. Would you rather be straight if you had a choice? I mean, like I said, for me, you know, when it, <laughs> if I had a choice when I was a kid, of course I would have chosen to just be like everybody else. Okay, right. but. You know, sad reality is it's 2019. Um, I am comfortable in my own skin. I recognize that God made me exactly the way he wanted me to be. He knew exactly who I was before he breathed breath life into my body. Is that Stevie Wonder? He knew exactly where he wanted you to be placed. And I'm just, I'm here. So I'm, I consider myself a testament to God himself because mm-hmm. he knew exactly who I was going to be and what I was going to do. So I'm only fulfilling the destiny that God himself placed within me when he breathed life into me. Well, y'all, I have to say, straight ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we got some perks, but you know, I'm happy everybody's happy in their own skin. And yeah. That's really what's all, what's important. Right, so I, I guess to flip it around, um, would you rather be gay if you had a choice? Nah, I'm pretty good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good, right? But it's that, that comfortable in your own skin. Right, but you know, when you put it like that, all of a sudden, I'm looking at Elliot's face going, what? <laughs> but but, but the, the question, when you flip that question around and ask an ally that, all of a sudden it's like, what? What? But but understand this, when I've been asked questions like that, I have, you know, again, that thicker skin. Yeah. I've flipped the same question on that person. It's like, um, and, and they're looking like, no, what? not particularly. Yeah, like, why what, what, would what, what, you what? feel yeah. comfortable being gay? Like, why would you ask me right. such but, but 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 that's our job here is for folks it. to feel comfortable asking any, any question, right? And we will give it our answer. This was really a tame answer, but yeah, because I really could have gone in on that, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in with it. Amen. Um, so I'm looking at Elliot. Um, he he has something to say. Speak, brother. Something <laughs> how you put it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being straight. There's nothing wrong with being gay. Right, exactly. Uh, the reason, I can only speak specifically for myself, I don't want to be straight is because I fought so hard to be me. Everyone's always telling you that you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't be mm-hmm. this, you can't be that. You're simply struggling for your own existence. So to now be able to be who I am and... To live and date and be and 
just exist. I don't want to trade that for anything. Whether I had to fight for it or not, and whether I have to keep fighting for it or not. Okay. I'm not sacrificing it. I put in work for this. There no, that's go. right. Yes. There you go. Amen. Um, we're going to wrap this up real quick because we do have a show that's coming afterwards. But but don't go anywhere. We're going to do a really fast round. And I know she got some she got some stuff for us, which means we got to be. Oh, she better <laughs> don't. She better don't. Oh, newsworthy, <laughs> newsworthy or not. Or we got to be with it or not. I roll two snaps, child, please, next to whatever comes out of your mouth. Let's do it. The Avengers movie comes out today. Oh, amazing. Can yes! I, can't I can't wait. Let's, Let's do go. it. Uh, all right. How about um, a shine glory? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, whatever, yes. whatever. Go ahead. Uh, the pen relays. It's this weekend. Go, Laura. She was on the show the other yes. week. Getting uh, 25 years in the pen relays. Traffic is going to be this but weekend, it starts today. Oh, it shoot. It goes, I believe, through Sunday. So oh, I live man. in West Philly. So anyone who lives in West Philly, please avoid Spruce Street. Yeah. And... Crossing over that bridge, because, man, it ain't pretty. Yeah. Amen. Oh, oh yeah. Um, what about the Texas executes uh, John William King, who dragged James Bird to death? Yeah. Yeah. Next. Bad. We're yep. good. Yep. Right. <laughs> We're love. Yep. Yep. What they said. Applause. Yes. Yep. 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 Boy, bye. Right? <laughs> uh, what about Antonio Brown, first uh, openly bisexual cancelman? Yes, honey. Absolutely. Yes. Look, cute little thing. Cute little baby. I'm like, oh, look at him. Oh, little light bright. He's all cute and whatnot. Yes. He's actually very good looking. I can appreciate it. Yeah, he was light bright. I was like, yes. How you doing? Come on, let's diversify democracy. Yes. I like that. Diversify democracy. There we go. Amen. Anything else? Um, actually, yeah, I wanted to bring this up. Um, in Nevada, actually, they are now uh, allowing non-binary people to self-identify on IDs, which I thought that was kind of cool that they were doing that. I'm sorry, what happened? I was writing. Sorry, David I know, I know. Multitasking. Gender <laughs> X, Nevada, to allow non-binary people to self-identify on IDs. Yep. Go. That's cool. Yes. It was really cool. Yes. Actually. Yep. So nice. Yes. Very, very interesting. That's article. like finally we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. That's yes, awesome. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, um, that's about it. Yeah, yeah we, we well, are going to get a time. Oh, wow, to, we, and I do have to say this. Who, who announced? He said, for the soul of this nation, he has thrown his hat into the presidential race. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, Biden. He said, yes, for the soul is. of this nation. For the soul. For the soul. Because <laughs> we Uncle sold Joe. it. Uncle we Joe's sold here. it a few years back. Okay. Uncle Joe is yeah. here. Thank you. That Thank is you. 20, yes. 20 yes. Democratic candidates. This My is going to be interesting, y'all. Oh, yeah. Interesting. All right. So we, are, we are over our time. We yes, got to go. Um, uh, just going to well. say goodbye to. Goodbye, Nigel. Goodbye, Nigel. We love you, Nigel, forever. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's our time, folks. You've been listening to Germantown Community Radio 92.9 FM, WGGTLP, Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. For all of us, have an awesome night from Cue the Mic. Good night. Good night. See y'all.